Welcome to Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Pembroke campus. Good morning, everybody. Merry New Year. guess that's the way we, we say it now. Uh, it's amazing. I did not tell anybody what this message was going to be about today. And the worship team hits the message right on in each song, but particularly the last one. I want to tell you and I want to leave you with this today. God is madly in love with each and every one of you. If you leave with anything today, leave knowing that. Even if you don't believe, I'm telling you right here and now, God is in love with you. And someday you will believe. Because he's more patient than any one of us. Before I get to the message, I have a confession. This week, for the last three and a half, almost four days, I have spent with my triplet grandsons who are five years old and my granddaughter who's 18 months. And my wife, Kelly, who's not here today because she's laying on the couch. They did a number on that poor woman. Uh, She does all the work. My view is if you're going to have three five-year-old boys for four days, the only way to deal with the chaos of that is to become a five-year-old boy. (laughs) And that's exactly what I did for the last four days. There's freedom in being five years old. It's unbelievable. We watched a Paw Patrol. I don't even know what that is, but we watched it. They were mad at me because I didn't know any of the names of these people, and they got the dolls. I'm getting them wrong. Trains, monster trucks, and then the present of the century. It, It goes way back. Those of us who were born in the 50s, the 60s, we all know what this is. And one of my daughters gave them, all three of them, one of these. It exceeded any other gift they've ever received in their life. Some of you will know what this is. Some of you will not. A, what is it? A woofy cushion? You know, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, these guys love anything to do with that part of your body, right? They would sit on it, not once, but like hundreds of times. All week, and and it's like, excuse me, Grandpa, and and they just, hilarious, right? We would sit down at the kitchen table, and I'll get off this tangent right now, Mark, and excuse me for this, but I think you've spoken about your butt a few times actually up here, fairly recently. I would sit them down at the table each morning because they would have those cushions in their hands, and I would say, guys, one question for you. How are your butt cheeks? And they would just go crazy, right? They'd get the pads out. They'd do everything. So it was a great week for me. Now I have to completely lose that, right? Now I'm an elder here at the church. We can't be talking about that stuff today. So we'll get right to the message. One thing I do want to say is this is a sacred trust that Pastor Mark gives us as elders. A number of the elders, Lars, Kevin, have spoken to you. Victoria, a council member, gets up here and and gives you wonderful messages. I don't know many pastors 
who will do that. And I am just blessed by it. I am so excited to speak God's word to you. And you, and you stole my thunder, Mark, because you're absolutely right. What you're going to hear today does not come from Charlie Temple at all. It's the words of Jesus Christ. And it's very simple, direct words that should lead us into 2019 with a love in our hearts that no one can place there except Jesus Christ himself. The pastors here bless us every Sunday. Pastor Mark is up here, mostly Pastor Richie, Pastor Jorgen. They bless us with the word of God each and every Sunday, actually each day of their lives, and we need to bless them as we go. Make sure you encourage them as they go into 2019. Don't hesitate to pull Pastor Mark aside and say, I love you, and there are great things for you in 2019. So you've probably guessed what the message is going to be. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says this, These three things remain, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is what? Love, right? That's the message today. In Psalm 136, God says this to all of us, and he says it 26 times just to make sure that we understand. He says, my love endures forever. Not just today. He's not just going to love you today or tomorrow. He's going to love you forever. So one word sums up this message today. Love. What a great way to go into 2019, right? So as we hear this message today, keep those ears open. Open your hearts. Open your souls. Open your minds to God's love. Let's pray. Jesus, I just pray that these words are powerful today, that they're your words, not my words, and that people leave here madly in love with you, knowing that you're madly in love with them. I pray this all in your precious name. Amen. So we're going to talk about the two greatest commandments today. But to really put that in perspective, we have to talk about the Ten Commandments. Everyone in this room knows what the Ten Commandments are. You've all read them in all likelihood. Even if you don't believe, even if you're not in this church today, maybe you're in another state, maybe you're way over in California, you're not a believer. Guess what you have heard of? The Ten Commandments. So I want to take us there. If you have your Bible or your phone, your device, let's go there. It's Exodus 26. And I'm not going to read every word of these commandments, but I'm just going to go through all ten, so that you can hear them. These are God's words, spoken in the Old Testament times of Moses, right? We're all familiar with these. Here's what they are, beginning in verse 3. You shall have no other gods before me. Verse 4. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below. Verse 7, you shall not misuse the name of your Lord, your God. Wow. How often do we hear the name of Jesus Christ or God's own name 
used in vain in this world of ours today, right? It's almost like it's slang to people. It's really sad. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet. Did you notice something there? Eight of these commandments are actually, you shall not. And that's, that's a word we really don't like to hear, isn't it? You shall not do this. What do we usually do when we hear, do not do that, whether you're five years old or you're 55 years old? A lot of times we'll just do it. Didn't Paul lament at one point to all of us in the written word? I do the things I'm not supposed to do, and the things I'm supposed to do, I do not do. Right? He called, him chief, he called himself chief among the sinners. This is Paul. So we have eight prohibitions out of the ten. And they're familiar words to everybody. And some people think, well, God just, just put those there. They're, kind, they're, they're really suggestions. Right? They're kind of guidelines. Well, they're not, right? God laid those down before us. On the other hand, they're not out there so God can say, got you on that one, boom, going to punish you. Got you on that one, you disobedient sinner. This is what you're going to get for that. No, 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 no. God lays these out for us, knowing that if we're obedient to them, the blessing of God will follow. We trust in him. We obey him, and blessings will rain upon us. We're not going to sit on the Ten Commandments very long at all, because I really want to get to the message today. It's interesting. We go from Old Testament times into New Testament times. Jesus is now in his ministry on this earth. He's being tested every day of that ministry. And isn't it interesting who he's tested by? The quote, religious leaders of the day, the Pharisees. And Jesus is going to places, he is loving people that they don't want to have anything to do with, really, right? They want to be pious. They want to be religious. They want to be ritualistic. And Jesus is having none of that. But Jesus is God. So they test, and they test, and they test, and boom, he always has the answer. And a lot of times, the answer just rebukes what they are saying, right? And they are testing more and more and more. So here's a great test. The setting is this one. If you go to Matthew 22, verses 34 to 40, you'll see this. And this is the last verse that I'll have you run to. Here's what it says, starting in verse 34. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. So they all get together. We're going to get him this time. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Profound question. A big question. Here's Jesus. Jesus replied, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. 
And then he follows that with this. This is the first and greatest commandment. Simple question, very direct answer. But think about that. Jesus tells each one of you to love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. I think Pastor Mark spoke about this uh, several weeks or, or months ago, right? Jesus wants everything from you, not just a little bit of you, not just a slice of you. He wants you to love him with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. Every day. Not just today. It's really easy. You listen to that worship. Wow, I can love God like I've never loved God before. When that music is lifting us all up and the Holy Spirit is pouring in here. Do you feel that every moment of your life? Because that's the answer. And did you notice this command? It's not a prohibition. He's asking you to love him. It's an affirmative act. It's a blessed act. Why? Where, where do we get this whole love thing? Why do we love? The answer is really very simple. 1 John 4.19 says this. We love. Each of you loves. Why? Because God loved you first. How many times have we heard the verses in Jeremiah? God knows you before you're in the womb. He has an intimacy with you, an agape love with you, that we can't even begin to know. It's way beyond our love, but he loved you first. He loved you first. He loved you first. That's why you can love. John, 1 John 7-10, to and you don't have to turn to this, really summarizes this for us. Actually, I'll start in verse 8. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. He so loved each and every one of you that he sent his only son. For whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Our life here, as the Bible says, is like a vapor. We're just here and boom, we're gone away. We think it's a lot of years. It's not. It's nothing. A day for God is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. Think about that. And all we have to do to go move on to an everlasting, eternal life is to believe in Jesus Christ and love him as our Messiah, our Savior, the one, the man who came down to earth as God, gave his life for each one of you so that you could have everlasting life. That's what God is all about. Here's the love you should have for God. And Jesus was really clear about this. In Mark 10, all the children are coming to him, right? 
And the disciples, like a lot of us adults, are like, oh, get, get away from Jesus. There may have been some crazy triplets in that group or something. They may have had those cushions. I don't know. Does Jesus say, yeah, get those kids out of here? No. Right? He says, bring them on. You need to have the faith and love of these kids. You need to be like a child when it comes to me. Look at the faith of these children. They run to me. He says, run to me like a child. That's how we should love him. And it's just amazing to me that we have John up here not knowing the message, singing, God is madly in love with all of you. Be in love with him from your heart, from your soul, from your mind. That's the greatest command. He's not telling you not to do something. He's, like, he's not saying, you can't hate me. Do not hate me. He's saying, love me. I don't know anyone in this room who would say, I, I don't like to love people. I, I really don't want to love people. I mean, when I see my, my grandchildren, and, and this really goes to what Christ is saying, when they come in the door, they don't have to say anything. They love me. It's all over their face. They say, Grandpa, and I'm, I'm, I'm starting to cry, right? They're just, you can see it in them. You need to be that child to God, to Jesus. It's as simple as that. And then Jesus goes on, and we hear this throughout the Bible. And I saw a great example of it this morning. It happened right in front of me the minute I sat down in this church. This is why I love God. This was not part of the message. The second great commandment is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love one another is the command. And I can take you to, to John 13, 34. I could take you to so many verses in the New Testament where Jesus says over and over again, will you people just love one another? That's all I'm asking you. So I'm sitting here today behind Mark and Audra, just kind of looking at my notes, and, and I know I'm going to talk to Mark. And my friend Nate over here, Nate Tarion, the best greeter in the world, no offense to anybody else, Kathy Woods, you're, you're wonderful too. But Nate comes over, and he comes over to Audra, and he puts his arm around her and buries his head right into her neck. Love, right there, unconditional, just thrown out there. I don't think you asked for that, Audra, right? Your husband was sitting right next to you. He wasn't jealous at all. He and I looked at each other, and we just smiled, right, Mark? Why? Because Nate over there, he loves Audra, right? He's a great example of what Christ wants in people. Don't be afraid to love one another. And guess what? Guess what Jesus says? This is a hard one. Love your enemies. Wow, we love to love our enemies, right? That neighbor who's driving you nuts, right? You're not going to go over there and hug that neighbor like Nate hugged Audra, right? He or she is just driving you crazy. Guess what Jesus says? Love them. That boss at work who's driving you absolutely nuts, you know what Jesus says to you? Love your boss. It's really easy to, to love our spouses, love our children, love our grandchildren, 
love our great-grandchildren, our brothers and sisters, families, extended families through friends and everything. It's so easy to love them. That's not all that difficult of a command, is it, when it comes to those people? But when it comes to other people that are much more challenging to all of you, can you really look in the mirror and say, Jesus, I love those people? We need to love people. It's the pillar of this church. I've been going to this church for going on 13 years now. The first thing I felt when I walked through that door was the love of the people. It doesn't matter whether you're some judge or whether you're homeless, whether you're the president of a corporation or whether you're just a single mom struggling every day or maybe you're someone coming in here with a raving substance use disorder. We don't go, oh, whoa, you don't fit the mold. You don't dress like us. You don't talk. You got problems. No, we love those people. Family promise, right? What's it all about? Celebrate recovery. It's loving people. If you can't love people, then you really got to examine your heart. You got to listen to the words of these two great commands. And what Jesus says about this second command is, it's my message. If you love one another, you will be my disciples. People will see my love in you. My love as God is complete when you love one another. So you have to explain to me why you would ever hate anybody. Right? You need to love people, even the ones who are difficult to love. And finally, in verse 40, Jesus says this about these two commandments. And if you can look me in the face and say, these are really difficult to understand. I don't get this love God and and love others. I don't know what to say to you. But here's what Jesus says about these two commandments in verse 40. He says, everything in life hangs on these two commandments. All the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. Wow. They're everything in life. So you put that love for God with your love for others, and you know what you have? The very foundation of your faith. The gospel message flows through you. People see it. You don't have to say a word. They see the love of Christ in you. That's what this walk is all about. So now we turn the page to 2019. Maybe 2018 wasn't your year of love. Maybe it was just a bad year, right? Maybe there were no woofy cushions in your life to make you laugh. I don't know. But you just struggled. And everything seemed to be going in the wrong direction. And you weren't feeling love and you weren't giving love. Well, you need to change that in 2019. So here's my call for you in 2019. And it's really simple. Just love. There's nothing complicated about it. That's why the gospel message is so clear. It doesn't say, for God so liked the world a lot. No. It says, for God so loved all of you that he sent his only begotten son, his only son from heaven to earth, 
for whosoever shall believe. That's all it takes is believing in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. So I was kind of getting ready for all of this. And I said, Kelly, uh, that's my wife, ask Suri or whatever her name is, how many times God mentions love in the Bible? Well, in the King James Version, it's 310 times. In the NIV Version, it's something like 698 times in the translation. Love. So I figured, let's create Charlie Temple's top 10 lists of the word love in the Bible. You should do this. It's not that hard. Most Bibles have that nice index at the end with all the words in it. You can go through it. Here's what love is to me. But it's not my love. It's God's love. Number one, love each other as I have loved you. Straight from the words of Jesus Christ. Number two, love does not harm. Number three, love builds up. Number four, we sing this all the time. Love never fails. Number five, you've heard this one, especially at weddings. Love is patient. Number six, love is kind. Number seven, love each other deeply. It's not just coming up to someone at church and saying, I love you and walking away and never talking to them again. It's what life groups are about. I will say this with without any hesitation. I love the people in my life group. They're wonderful people. And the reason I really love them is they're all very different. I run around in certain circles. I don't want a life group of lawyers and judges. That would be, sorry, Peter, no offense. He's he's with me, right? It's not going to be a lot of fun. It really isn't. I want a life group of people. I want a life group of people who aren't in my circle of family and friends. And I just want to love those people. And you know what? They won't admit it, but they love me. I know they do, right? You can just feel it when you're in life group. We'll be at 50% or more. And then number eight, be rooted and established in love. Number nine, I love this one. This is so true. There is no fear in love. None whatsoever. Did you hear that? There's no fear in love. If you have fear in your heart, know that God loves you and there is nothing to fear. And then number 10, and this is for us in 2019. Do everything in love. Everything. The little things. The big things with your children, with your grandchildren, with your neighbors, with your boss, with that person that you may not like, but you need to love them. Love them. Everything in love. It returns me right back to 1 Corinthians 13, 13. These three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. That's your call in 2019, church. To walk out those doors and walk in the love of Christ. Loving God with everything that you have and loving one another. It's a great charge. It's a 
great call. You should be running out those doors and saying, I, I got to find someone to love, right? I got to spread this love that Jesus has placed in my heart. And if you don't have that, you're here today because God is saying to you directly, right to you, face to face with the Holy Spirit, I love you. If you haven't ever felt that in your life, you're here for a reason today. Today is the day of your salvation. Today is the day that you found the love of God. It's now in your heart, it's in your soul, it's in your mind, and you should grab onto it. I'll call the prayer team up in a minute, and and Pastor Mark is going to close us in prayer. But before I do that, I just want to pray with with all of you and then invite Pastor Mark up. So if you'd bow your heads in prayer, please, eyes closed. God, I just pray that each and every soul in this room will love you with their heart, with their soul, and with their mind, with everything that they have, and that they'll love one another, sending the message of Jesus Christ out to this world of ours. Spread that message through the body of this church, whether it be in Pembroke, or Concord, in California, New Mexico, Haiti, across the world. Let that message ring out that God is love. And God, let the people know that. Let them take that to heart. Even in the bad times, even when the trials are swirling around them, let them feel your love every step of the way. To those who are here today, and have listened to this message, never heard this before, never experienced the the love of God before, I pray that they open their hearts up today, that they let the love of God through Jesus Christ right into their hearts, that they simply believe that God sent his son to this earth to save them and give them eternal life. And if you're in this room today and you don't know this God, you don't know the love of this God. This is your time to know it. And I pray, God, with all of my heart, soul, and mind, that if there's any person in this room that doesn't know you, that today is the day of their salvation, that they just pray this very simple prayer. It goes like this. God, I just pray that I let go of all of my sin today. I know I have made mistakes in my life. I know that those chains of sin are around me. But today, I believe in that very simple message that you so love the world that you sent your one and only son to this earth and that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. I thank you for the sacrifice that Jesus made for me on that cross. I thank you for his life, for his death, and most importantly, for his resurrection, for he is alive. I just pray that prayer for you today. Pray that you pray that prayer. With everybody's eyes still down, their heads down, I'm just going to look across this room. If there's anyone who really had that first meeting with God, felt that love today, And now believe. The unbelief has turned to believe. There's a new creature in you. I just ask you to slip up your hand. I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to acknowledge that and pray for you. So if there's anyone 
just raise your hand up. God bless you. Thank you. Amen. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. What a huge day. Do you realize, sometimes I don't think we realize, but when those two hands go up, the heavens erupt. The angels are singing. We should erupt. God bless. Right? There is nothing as an elder like that. So I'm not going to pray for those two people. I'll have Pastor Mark pray for those people right now. But I will say this to those two people. God loves you. I love you. And I don't even know you. We all love you. The love of God and his people are with you. Today is the day of salvation. The angels are singing. There's nothing better than God's love. Thank you, everybody. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, we all stand to our feet, and if the prayer team wants to come at this time as well. Um, you know, it's we ask to people close their eyes so they can acknowledge, um, not because it's, it's a private thing, because coming to Christ should be an exciting time. And But I feel like sometimes it's, you feel that nervousness. Are people watching? Are people looking? Um, but I would just, I would ask if you feel comfortable, those two that raised your hand, do you mind just raising your hand again if you feel comfortable? I want you to see that because they, they need your love. Thank you so much, guys. I'm so encouraged. Friends brought them today. And this is what we needed to be doing, church, is continuing to realize that to be in the row, the circle, and the seat. The row is here on Sunday morning. The circle is our, our life groups. The seat's your personal devotional time. But it's not only being in the row, circle, the seat by yourself. It's saying, who am I going to invite? Who am I going to invite to be with me in my row, my circle, and my seat? Because it's great for us to know Jesus. It's great for us to love each other. But there's so many people in the world who want that love. The interesting thing, what Charlie said, the Word of God says that all things rest on these two things, that to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind, and to love our neighbor as ourself. And so I want to encourage you as you leave today, remember those things. Let 2019, as Charlie said, be the year that we love people strongly, deeply, and uh, let Jesus shine through us. So remember, on your way out, give a high five, give a hug. Um, celebrate with this, this couple that gave their life to the Lord. And then grab your life group catalog on the way out. Remember, open enrollment. You have 13 days to get into your life group and pick your group. So do that today as well. All right, guys, have an amazing week. If you need a service to go to midweek, we got one Thursday night. Um, otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church Podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com 